Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Jim Hall of Brooklyn Games, here with uh, my guest, Logar the Barbarian. I am Logar the Barbarian. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about roleplay and NPCs. And um, this is another one of those episodes where uh, I get to ask Logar about his experience from decades of roleplaying uh, I'm playing role-playing games, so um, yeah, thanks for talking about this with well, me. No, no, I, this is, I probably have a lot to say about role-playing and NPCs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, what do you think about when you're creating them, or um, and when you're running NPCs? Does, does stuff come up on the fly, or I don't know, what are your thoughts? Uh, sometimes there are, a lot of times stuff comes up on the fly, but at the same time, I've, I've been playing this game for a while, and I've had a lot of characters I've played over the years at the table. Um I don't think I'm a theater nerd, but I, I did do plays and theater growing up. So some of that may come out. Um, mm -hmm. I, we did church plays at the church okay. there you go. <laughs> growing up in the Baptist household. And then when I went to the one, my first time, my first attempt at college before I got uh, kicked out and joined the Marine Corps, uh, yeah. I, I, I did a few plays there. Okay. Uh, so that's my extent of theater stuff i wasn't i didn't like really heavily pursue it or anything like that but i did dabble so yeah. acting isn't my strong point but it's not something i'm familiar with but um i've role played a lot and i've played a lot of these characters yeah. i've changed the way that i play npcs over the years and i've learned and seen a lot of different ways that people approach it uh like what so i, I there are i'd say that a couple different approaches when you're at a table there are tables where people are in character speaking as the character a lot. And that is, a, mm -hmm. you know, a valid way to play. And that's kind of where I started is constantly in character speaking yeah. as my character. Um, and then I saw more narrative approaches where you're just, where people describe more like a novel would as you're playing, yeah. telling what the NPC and not as necessarily I've, I used to try like accents and things like that when I was younger. I've definitely veered away from doing that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I have one accent that I use a lot is kind of the, uh, the more Appalachian accent that'll pop up with, especially oh, yeah. dwarves. Um, but what's I, that sound like? Oh, I don't know. I, I guess <laughs> I have to do it on the fly. <laughs> there's a few of them. Uh, one, there's a few different ones that come from there. But yeah, man, I mean that one comes up quite often. You gotta run into that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah then you got your dwarves in i i i do arrange um I, I get to i have definitely characters of a wide variety that i lean into one of one of the ones that I, I i became um popular with with my children is is what my son called the superman voice oh, okay <laughs> he, he really because my son would start to uh my son, when he was a little younger, before he is as old as he is now, he really mm. uh, wanted to be cool, and he would uh, try to pick up on on very modern hip lingo. And I would uh, I would mirror it often to him in that 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 what I call it a dad voice, and he was calling the Superman voice. That's adorable. <laughs> that one he really uh, I think at first he hated it, but then after a while he grew to appreciate it. <laughs> Those are like a, a booming, confident. Uh... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see if I can. Let's see if I can do it on at a switch. Sometimes I have to think yeah. about it. 
I'm hip. I'm with it. Dad's hip. Dad is getting <laughs> jiggy with it. <laughs> Here I come <clears throat> to save the day. <laughs> he kind of, he kind of, uh, he, he, like, like, what was the dad is fitting to when it was fitting to was the <laughs> phrase he would correct me fitting to. <laughs> dad is fitting to. That reminds me of a word that I learned recently, uh, chuggy, which is what uh, like this. youths call uh, like millennials who are trying to be cool or you know, oh. things that are like dorky millennial things. You know, oh. I'm just getting to that point where you know all the things that I do as a millennial are now being becoming very dorky to the. Oh, the yeah. So the word chuggy <laughs> is. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen that floating around. I wasn't certain what that what that meant. I haven't really heard it. The kids haven't used it. <laughs> Me saying chuggy is chuggy. So, oh, anyway. I see. I I can definitely. <laughs> I I can definitely. I'm hip. I'm with it. <laughs> so like um. I appreciate uh, narrative style uh, yeah. a lot more than I used to than 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 voice. Um, well, it also like if you uh, make that environment, those players who aren't so comfortable making voices, yes, um, can can feel comfortable with another style of play. There are uh, tables where it's very much expected that you stay in character and you have to be talking and expressing yourselves in the way. Not I I do bust out some of the voices at times during game but it's not a regular thing I'll, mm -hmm. there's some that i feel that i know my players really like when those characters make an appearance um yeah. um things like uh uh there's definitely like and, and different i'd say a lot of those different things are kind of influenced by different aspects of myself as well and things like that interesting so those are there and and I if you overdo it and it's constantly being done I feel that the interest in the novelty wears out but when you bust them out occasionally it can be good uh and that's just how I feel with my gming that I have or dming gming whatever you want to call it is that when I occasionally bust out some voices um then the players appreciate them a little bit more they notice yeah. and yeah and we get into some real good role play at those times, but the narrative approach, as I've come to get become more appreciative over the years, it's a lot more like reading a novel or writing a novel mm -hmm. or telling a novel, being descriptive of what the character is doing um, as you're 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 describing this character. You can get into the mannerisms in ways that you can't sitting at a table. Like I yeah. like to describe, uh, like one character I like to describe as he he slowly, nervously kind of looks down and cracks his knuckles and shifts his weight from side to sure. side. Um, you can kind of, and, and it's just stuff that like, thinking back to like school and people I've known, I'm just describing their mannerisms and how they interact. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, when you're with, uh, you know imagine you're in that in the in the fantasy world uh and you're looking at that character you absorb that information about their body language like if you were there in person you would be absorbing their body language automatically just intuitively but like at the table there's you know you're not actually there and so i got you, a table right there in front of me so so physically yeah. acting it out i have to stand up and you know what I'm saying? and i don't know if it would be as effective as right. the narrative approach and it can be a challenge too. You know, mm -hmm. it's like uh, not everyone's a good actor. Yes. So. 
I'll say that with the with my voices, I usually start strong, and then they all like they get less and I get less and less confident the more I do it. <laughs> yeah, there's and, and there is like like what voice was I using, and the voices can change up. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> that stuff happens if you lean too much into voices and stuff like that. We've been talking a lot about voices, but there's a lot more to NPCs as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So things like motivation, you talked about uh, describing their demeanor, uh, but uh, like their motivations, wants and needs. How do you think about that? How do you prepare for that? Uh, that's So that is one of the biggest parts of preparation for game for me. Yeah. When I am prepping a game more so than what is in this room or stuff like that, because what I've noticed is that players when they're in the game they start to explore the world and exploring the world they're going to interact with people so when i'm going into a game i usually have a few npcs that i know they're going to interact with and what i try to do is i try to know who that person is what it is they want how it is they respond to whatever it is what their desires goal i try to have all those kinds of things an idea of who this person is essentially in my head before a game that is one of the most important things for me in prepping for game. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of the game is going to happen by interacting with someone a lot of the times. And then I imagine like when you explore those motivations and even and actually like write them down, mm-hmm. you got them in your back pocket. So maybe the, the players don't talk to the exact NBC that you're you're talking to, yes. but maybe they talk to another that is aligned similarly. So you can pull from that same yes in a well of resources right yeah and that can shift like like and this goes back to like uh i don't know if the episode's out but by the time this dropped we had it record another episode and i don't know if it's out yet if it goes back to the world building thing mm-hmm. part of knowing those people and how they interact is knowing uh the world around them, the social political things going on stuff like that so talking to them uh, let's say they want to go to a, a castle or a dungeon or whatever, or they're looking for something. What, how, how do other people feel about what it is that they're trying to interact with? How are they going to respond to that thing? What is it they're going to tell them? Oh, no, that's dang. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't go there. Or, oh, yeah, there's a, t- you know, just even getting a rumor from somebody, ha- knowing how they see the world is helpful. Yeah. Like, uh, and uh Arbon and the Rod Dragon, one of my adventures. Yes. There's these ants, uh giant ants, and they worship the the rod dragon. And so if you're going through that dungeon and you tell those ants that you're there to kill the rat dragon, they're not gonna take that so well, you know? Mm-hmm. So having that sort of stuff planned out ahead of time is and how they interact with things. And sometimes I think players are are shocked by the interactions with NPCs. And now I'm going to put this here too. An NPC isn't just like, isn't just like, I don't know, a classed character you run into or the bartender. In my mind, the NPC is the the orc and the ogres that you're running into in a dungeon as well. Mm-hmm. And asking why they're there, what's going on, what do they want out of this? Yeah. Um, I think my, like we had in game recently the 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 old school essentially doing the lost lands uh, this last night mm-hmm. and one of the things is they were they this fortress has been held by the ogres and, and it looks like they're they're kind of pinned themselves in there and as they approach they kind of there's gnolls guarding it and whatnot and gnolls and ogres are there so the instant like thing is oh we're gonna fight them they're they're trying to you know keep us out of there Mm -hmm. 
well, as they approach, they come to find out that they're not trying to keep anyone out of there at all. They're trying to keep something in there that they're afraid of. Uh, so that whole interaction is they approach, it's like, okay, well, no, it's not yeah. really, it's not really this encounter you're expecting where they're like, don't come in. It's, hey, if you want to have at it, you got a chance at, you know, there's 500 gold prize if you can go in there and clean it up. <laughs> we don't want to go in there. We don't want to go in there. We don't even want to be here guarding it. So knowing why they're there is kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, makes... that, and that creates a great moment because their expect the player's expectations are com completely thrown out and they have to reevaluate at that point and make a choice. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, super and, cool. And they don't want to go in there. Like, I, I, one of the things with NPCs is they don't want to die. <laughs> Self-preservation is the thing yeah. I feel is important for NPCs. <laughs> if, if everything's a monster, you can kind of get away from thinking in that uh, in that way, which mm -hmm. doesn't. It's not as interesting if everything is just like, oh, I'm going to kill you till you die, or till one of us dies. That's no fun. One of the things that's that I like, and I've said this a million times, that I'm a social theory person, and there's mm -hmm. this. C. Wright Mills wrote about the sociological imagination, and I will. If anybody check, it's a, it's a small book. The book he wrote that's called the Sociological Imagination. I suggest people. Find it and check it out. There's probably used copies on a book for three bucks or something. It's an interesting read, but approaching the characters and the worlds with the sociological imagination, trying to understand their perspective, I think is helpful in running an NPC. Yeah, you mentioned that a couple of times. I, I really got to check that one out. But yeah, getting into the mind of the NPC, essentially. Right? Yes. And um, what I was going to bring up is when you have like an NPC party member, is there another way that you might? Uh, oh, it, it's a little different, right? I hate NPC party members. <laughs> They're my least favorite. <laughs> I, I so I I have changed over this in the years. When I was young and I first started role playing, mm -hmm. when I would run a game, I had to have my character in there in the group. Oh, as, as the uh, as, as a an NPC, yeah, I was okay. I was the dungeon master or the game master. I had to have my character as part of the group because I wanted to play a character too as I was right. running it. So I always had NPC party members and, and group members when I was okay. younger. I have grown to really, and at that point in time, like there were times when you would notice as you're running the game that you bring in all these, I would bring in all these NPCs and they were just floating in the background. A yeah. lot of times, I'm not going to lie, if you bring in too many NPCs are floating in the background, like the, we'll go back to the game we recently played, the old school Essentials Lost Lands, where we they're traveling with a large group and I want them to do the things where realistically... All these other people would be involved in what they're doing, but I'm like, you know, and I straight up told them, I said, look, realistically, you wouldn't be the one doing this, but this is a role-playing game. You're the party. I want you to do this. They mm -hmm. are there as a resource for you only if you decide to use it. Right. And this is about you making decisions and interacting with the world, not the NPCs. That's just a vehicle for this. Yeah. To want. I, I heard it somewhere that, um, that uh, long-term NPCs uh, like that should be weak-willed um fearful <laughs> cowards that uh you have to direct i like that i i think there's i think that's 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 a good nugget of wisdom that i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna take take and and, and keep in yeah, my games I, in the future now <laughs> i wish I, I wish i wish i came up with it but um i don't know where i heard it yeah because i i come across the same thing those 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 npcs they i like i forget about them yeah and they're like do. oh You're what's focusing uh, on the players yeah What's that guy doing? Oh, I, all right. Um, and he's watching. 
Well, here's what I've done instead and what I encourage people to do and try out. Especially a lot of these games that, that I'm running, I, I I say, look, if you want to run a second character, run a second character. If we need a cleric, go ahead and run your thief or your rogue and the cleric yeah. so that I'm not controlling. And a lot of times I've asked who wants to run this NPC. You can make the decisions. And there are times where I've been like, okay, I've got a sheet for this. A lot of times NPCs that I'm running are clerics. So I've started just turning it over to the party. Like you can decide what the, they do. You use yeah. them for your tool. And that I, runs easier that way, runs better that way. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that. So, hey, well, uh, that's uh, about all the time we have for today. Thank you for answering these questions. Um, oh, yes. No, Want to no. close this out? Certainly. Well, for a start with, where can they find Brooklyn Games and you on the internet? <laughs> well, you can find me on patreon.com slash Games, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Games. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards, wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter and TikTok at Logar, Hail, Crom. We're on Patreon, could really use the support, patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards, and as always, keep those dice rolling.